in the 94th episode of The Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom, media, and technology from Recon Analytics. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me as always is Roger Entner. How are you doing, Roger? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So, Roger, this week the NTIA unveiled rules for administering the over $45 billion of federal funding for broadband. Can you tell us where we are today, and more importantly, when are providers going to start expanding their broadband coverage? Well, finally, there's line of sight to money, right? It's, it's this Broadband Equity Access Development Program, BEAT, right? $42.5 or $45 billion, right? And that is supposedly coming later on this year. The, the, the key gatekeeper here or, or the gating factor is that each state has to come up with their own plan and provide it to the NTIA. The moment they have done this, then very quickly that money goes out. And so the first 20%, like $9 billion, is when the NTIA gets the initial plan from the states and the remainder follows when, when the final proposals are, are done. And so they are focusing with the $9 billion first on the middle mile, right? Because that will enable them to actually reach the people at the... So define the middle mile for folks listening to the podcast. So, so the middle mile is basically the part between the backhaul and then actually going into the neighborhoods. So this is like the country roads, right? Okay. Before you branch off into a new new development, things like that. So the backhaul would be analogous to like the freeway and then the, the middle mile is kind of the roads branching off of that. Yes. Yeah. That, that, that's a good way of looking at it. And they're looking first at unserved markets. And what's interesting is... Unserved is everybody under 100 megabits. And areas around are only served by by satellite or or unlicensed spectrum. The kicker here is that that the NTIA has a express preference for fiber. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's a good thing. Fiber is a fantastic technology, but we should be technology agnostic, right? Mm-hmm. And w- whatever meets the standards, the objective standards around speed, availability, latency should be eligible. And Don, you and I, we're running our our inside service every single week. And we look at satisfaction by DSL, cable, fiber fixed wireless. And maybe you can tell our audience a little bit of what we're seeing there. Yeah. So we we look at this every week. And what I would basically say is that there's a clear hierarchy, right? So fiber and fixed wireless both score very well across the board in terms of net promoter scores. Fixed wireless actually, despite not being the absolute fastest connection you can get, scores the highest in terms of complete experience web browsing, streaming, et cetera. So it's clearly at, you know, three, four, 500 megabits per second. Good enough for almost any application you're going you're gonna to run it across. Fiber comes next. Fiber scores really well in terms of the technical 
portions of, of the scoring, right? So things like how it actually performs, so streaming, adding new devices, audio, video, web browsing, et cetera. Where fiber and also cable and DSL to that extent fall down a little bit is some of the kind of support metrics. So things like billing support, technical support, et cetera. Cable is about 50-50. So people generally like the, the cable experience on the technical side, but there's a little more issues in terms of things like billing, value for price. And then DSL, you know, it's such an older technology. If you have DSL either, you know, that, that may be the only option in your area or you're, you're not, not willing to pay more for a faster technology. So folks that have DSL are you know, begging to upgrade more or less, and, and we see negative net promoter scores across the board for those folks. So you know, given that DSL is typically you know, the only option in these areas where you know, folks are quote-unquote underserved at under 100 megabits per second, I think it's, it's great news that there's, there's this quantity of dollars that's going out to, to help upgrade folks to, to technologies, be it cable, fiber, or fixed wireless. Yeah, and and we're seeing this left and right. I think people who are who have switched to fixed wireless are very happy with, with their choices. Fiber people are very happy. And you're seeing Verizon T Mobile with fixed wireless going at it. ATT just at an at an earnings call said they will overlay their 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 DSL that they are disconnecting with fixed wireless, and I would expect them to do probably more. We just saw also in the last few days Charter announcing that they are going to go to with CBRS to edge out from their fiber plant, right? So it, it's a widespread and used technology. So it's a little bit perplexing that the, that the NTIA has such a preference for for fiber at the expense of everything else when especially fixed wireless makes people equally happy right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well I mean, the, the reality though is at the core of the network it's it's almost always going to be fiber right it's just how far out you build that right correct but the ntia puts it on all the way to the edge and i think yes fiber is a terrific technology i think docs is 4.0 has the potential to be as good as as fiber. Comcast and, and Charter are, are very gung-ho on Doxis 4.0. We've seen uh, folks like LTs and their sub-brands, or Optimum, now how they go to market, being decidedly at the bottom of our satisfaction scores, and they want to rescue that by going to fiber instead of Doxis 4.0. We'll see if that works out, right? But we're seeing that with every technology, there are winners besides DSL. Yeah, I mean, I think the way I would characterize it, and this is another thing that we've looked at with the survey, is, is it's really all predicated on speed, right? So beyond a certain point, you can do everything you need to do with your connection, based on kind of applications that exist today. That doesn't mean things down the road like VR, AR, Metaverse, you know, whatever kind of the flavor of the week things thing coming next is won't need more bandwidth. But after about 500 megabits per second, you, you're kind of able to do whatever you need. If you have 10 4K TV streaming, you can do that with that connection, right? And 
up until that point, every you know, the faster you get, the more people, the happier people are across the board. Whether it has to do with technical features or even non-technical features like how you know value for price or or how happy people are with the billing experience and things like you know connections like fixed wireless and cable, you know, and the higher speed tiers as well as fiber all deliver those speeds, right? Yeah, and. This is very, very true on on our current deployments, right? And and the current applications. And wireless is getting faster, right? Mm -hmm. Because when we go to volumetric video, where basically the consumer and people on the audience should look up volumetric video. It's pretty mind-blowing. It's basically your point of view becomes variable. Imagine watching a football game from the, the perspective of a quarterback. You can do this with volumetric video. You can look at it, you can watch a movie and you can do 360 around an actor and look at it from all different perspectives. The implications here for production is like becoming mind-blowing, right? If you if you look at Game of Thrones or 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 Star Trek or Star Wars with a variable point of view. The problem is that the amount of data that needs to be transmitted is becoming exponentially more. That's where we need the multi-gigabyte and gigabit speeds, right? Right. But yeah, coming back to it, I think the NTIA should be more technology agnostic, without a doubt. And the dollars would go further, and then more people could get covered. Right. Although I would, I would also say that if they, you know, if they have a stated cable preference, but they're doing the middle mile now, and the middle mile in most cases was was going to be fiber anyway, right? So when are we going to see shovels in the ground on this stuff? Late this year, probably. You know, if they can find people who want to do it, right? These will be recession-proof jobs for the next four, five, six years, right? Right. Yeah, jobs in America. So I know we saw some supply chain crunch from some of the folks that were deploying fiber last year. I think AT&T had a couple supply chain hiccups. Do we think that, and which are fine now, by the way, but do we think that kind of infusing the industry with all this money to build out fiber uh, or just connections in general, is that going to result in another crunch, given that not just one provider, but many, many, many providers are going to be all building out at once? Well, I hope not. I think, you know, the the bigger problem will actually be, you know, the civil engineering, the trenching, 70, 80% plus of these deployments are hard hat jobs. It's not the boxes that go in. Do we have enough people then, right? Everybody's writing about, oh, my God, there's a recession coming and and all of these things. These are jobs that will, will go through the recession if there is a recession coming. So the bigger problem is, will we have enough people who are willing and able to dig trenches with, with a backhoe, right? Not with a shovel. And, and install it and all of that stuff. So most of the, the money that the NTIA here dishes out, you know, will go into local economies. It will go into rural economies, right? Do we have enough people there? 
they can do the job. That that's for me. That's the the, the bigger concern. And in terms of the administration, this is all going in block grant to the state, right? So we, we should yeah. see some some differences in terms of how different states decide to deploy this or or administer the block grants, correct? Yes, because we want to drive things down at the lowest practical level, and that is states. And some states will deploy this on a statewide level, and I wouldn't be surprised if there is a state that will say, oh, we're, we're too far away from the consumer. We'll do this on a, on a, on a county level, right? I don't have a, a specific example for it, but I wouldn't be surprised if something pops up. Uh, the problem is the further down you drive this, the longer it will take. Yeah. Well, I think it's certainly a, an exciting development. I think, you know, as a fiber or high-speed internet user myself, I think everybody should should have access to a uh, high-speed connection. I know it it makes my life a lot easier, and I'm excited to hear that the government and the, the providers have, have all pitched in to, to try to make this a reality for everybody. So, all right. All right. We'll sure. talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. Thank you.